Hey girl, hey, we're back with a brand new season of your favorite podcast, the self-love podcast by Love Madden. Welcome back to our true blues and welcome in to our new friends and followers. This is season seven. Join us each Monday as we talk through the scripture and the science of self-love and what it means for our healing. Each week, we'll give you a passage, a prayer, and a practice to apply to your own self-love journey. Prepare to laugh, learn, and lean in. Make yourself comfortable and pull up a seat. There's always room at our table. Welcome in. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. Happy fall, y'all. <sighs> Happy fall. It is. Think of it. <sighs> the Christmas de- decorations and decor is out. I know. In the stores. And I just don't know how I feel. I mean, I clearly I'm indulging because uh, Big Lots. Y'all shop at Big Lots? I don't. Get hit. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't I've only stepped foot in big lots twice in my life <sighs> y'all she's I mean no I go where a good deal is so big lots I'm in the Walmart every now and then mm. we've had that conversation before yeah. but yeah so big lots the, has Christmas stuff out yeah so did, had you did you ever go to the Christmas tree shop I, I have yeah. so they went out of business right. and they really got this like influx of all these um Holiday. Oh, Big Lots got the yeah from the, the Christmas. Yeah. Okay. So check it out. This year really is getting out of here quick. I mean, scooting and booting. Yeah. Mm. All right. Time to love it or leave it. I'll let you go first so you can say your word. Leave it. So <laughs> <laughs> y'all, I was trying to find a way to combine love it. I mean, love and leave, but there's really no good um, word to to. Uh, put it all together. Anyway, I have something that I love, but I, that I'm also leaving this week, and it's pumpkin spice. Mm. It might be all things pumpkin. Like Maddie, uh, last episode made these wonderful um, cold brew pumpkin spice drinks. Mm-hmm. She is a little micro and nano. <laughs> What's the difference? Well, whatever. Anyway, I'm going to give barista? you. No, I'm gonna get, oh. I was going to say you're a micro influencer. Oh, thank you. Not nano. That's real small. <laughs> <laughs> nano means I only influence you. Oh. I mean, I don't but know. You it know seems what? super but small. But people have said they do. There is such a thing as a nano influencer, I thought. You got, that means you got like 10. 100 followers. Followers. Hey, but hey, start where you are. Influence. Anyway, I'll, I'll give you ma- a micro, micro influencer. Look at me. So I went out and I bought all the things, and I've been making these little pumpkin spice cold brew coffees every day. So shout out to pumpkin spice. However, it's overload. I went to Trader Joe's, and there is a whole section of just nothing but orange things, (laughs) like pumpkin waffle and (laughs) pumpkin crackers, pumpkin and muffins and bread and ravioli and pumpkin (laughs) butter and this and that. I'm like, it is way too much. People do too much around this season. It's over. Can we get something else that's fall that's not pumpkin? And I, oh, that's a good segue into mine. But I also have a pin in micro influencer. Um, do we, you think people are buying all this stuff? Like mm. somebody gotta be. I eating mean, it. somebody is eating it. And in full transparency, y'all, you bought some stuff. <laughs> I bought pumpkin pancake you and waffle what? mix. That's what- that's why you said this is a love and leave. And I bought pumpkin butter, but I don't really know what I'm going to do with the pumpkin butter. Anyway. Maybe like a I was thinking bagel. like a cinnamon muffin. Yeah. And then like spreading pumpkin it. butter or like cinnamon toast. Ooh. Yeah. So okay. anyway, y'all. So you're into it, but not though. 
I'm into it, but I just don't want it like plastered everywhere. Trader right. Joe's, I think, just took it over the top because it's legit they, like a whole orange area. section. I took a picture, and so when this episode airs, we'll I will post definitely it. post it because it was just too much. It's overboard. Okay, so I have a response to that, but first, the micro influencer. Mm-hmm. So I went to this event okay. a couple weeks ago, and this woman comes up to me mm-hmm. I'm, she's like our age lady okay. and was like oh my god I love your gray hair are you a silver fox influencer and I was like wow what I mean it was it was it was like an event with like content creators yeah, and people like that yeah. there and I was like I no I don't know what that is I, this is just you know my hair is just mm-hmm. gray and then she was like well I um she said well let me let me follow you let me find your mm-hmm. pull up your Instagram so I pull it up and she was like, I bet you have a bunch of followers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, I think I just have like a regular amount. And she like, I mean, I think I do, right? I'm not, I don't, I don't know, consider I mean, myself an influencer. I don't have 5,000 followers, so I feel like you have a bunch. Okay, but <laughs> for it to be some... I'm like a nano. A, <laughs> you're nano. For it to be a content thing, you know, you it's people there with like 100,000. Yeah, yes, yes, So yes. she pulls it up and she was so like... you are nano. No, I'm joking. Now I'm trying to bring you to my level. <laughs> It, that's ninjas from for zero you. to ten is nano, <laughs> and from eleven to twenty is micro. Eleven to twenty thousand. <laughs> anyway, we're getting off topic. Go ahead. She was like, "Oh, you do have a little bit of followers." Okay, I felt like that was so weird. And then she's like, "Well, I'm gonna follow you." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "I mean, you're an influencer to me because I only have like a couple hundred." And she was like, judging based like basing her thoughts of me I guess on the number of followers yeah and she was like looking over my shoulder looking at my phone to see how many followers I had and then during Mm. that time I don't know know if this girl is listening Um, but this is what she did if you are you are it's a little weird (laughs) someone texted me a a mutual Uh friend and she was well I don't know she was like you know such and such Oh my gosh. And then she like had made a whole conversation about that. I just thought it was strange that she looked at my phone and my incoming text messages and then said, no, 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 no. The person, the notification came to the top. So it was like, whoever, I don't want to say their name, a friend of ours texted me. And she was like, oh, you know, such and such. Okay. Now, like she was giving me more clout points. Based on. I the just, fact that you're being nosy and acknowledging it, like, why are you, you looking at my notifications? Somebody's phone, you don't, don't say, say anything. And then crazy. she and then she goes, "Can you follow me back?" No. Yeah, and then during the event, one of her questions was, "How can she be? How to become an influencer?" So maybe she's just really focused on that. So she, I did follow her back, and now I don't want to unfollow her because she's working on something. But she's gonna notice. She's going to be listening. <laughs> I mean, and we well, love hey, you. Girl. We appreciate your grind, but yeah. You it was, gotta... it just, it made me like, eek. So you posted something on threads yesterday. Y'all, I haven't, are, do, oh, are people using threads? Cause I, I am. I posted something on people are weird. That wasn't about you if you're listening, girl. I but people see that. are weird. <laughs> people are weird. I mean, we already know people are weird. People are literally like clout chasers. Like I see people and interact with people who act like they're not like, I don't know. It's so weird. Like you'll, you'll see somebody and they mm-hmm. act like they're not that close to somebody. But then if that person is around, has clout, uh, they're on the internet like, hey, girl, I'm so proud of you. Like I'm your day one. Da, 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 da. But I've like heard you in real life say things about 
someone or their grind or their business, like how she get that, how they get those sponsors, how this person get that. But then you're clapping them on the internet. We got to talk, I, I mean, I just, not for today's episode, but maybe on Substack where you can subscribe to yeah. Matt, uh, Love, Love Madden, Madden for some additional information. But we need to talk about this, like... Mean girl energy. Mean girl yeah, energy. Like, weird. why? Yeah. And, and then it's like, I feel like people are pretending to be nice online. But then they're not nice. And I get it. People need a safe space to vent. Like, you don't have to be whatever. Like, you can be yourself. But right. it just, some, some being in but some don't spaces be make me like, uncomfortable. It, it feels fake to me. It feels fake when you're, like, put in, oh, my gosh, I'm so proud of you. Right. Keep Only, it nice and neutral. Just keep it neutral. Don't say nothing. Well, that's true. But people want to know that you, like, they know these people. People because, want them to repost it to their yeah. stories so that the proximity makes them look closer than they are. I'm close to whoever I'm close with. And if they're famous or right. amazing, then they are. Then they and are. if, if they're, they're not, not hey. they're still amazing to me. Yes. Anyway, child. All right. So shout out, that to, was the a long shout out to the nanos and the micros. Okay. <laughs> My love it is you said we need another flavor other than pumpkin for the fall. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's apple. Mm-hmm. I came on here a couple episodes ago and talked about how disgusting that apple oat milk espresso yes. at Starbucks was. And what I meant to say during the same episode, but I forgot, is that Starbucks also released a seasonal apple pie croissant or something. Apple filled croissant. Okay. So full disclosure, I don't oh, like, like a- apple pie. Okay. I don't like I don't like cooked fruit. Oh. I like the No cl- cobblers? No, I, I'll eat the I'll eat the cr- like the crust, the crust. or the topping. Mm-hmm. I like the taste of the jelly, like mm-hmm. where it touches it. Mm-hmm. But the actual the fruit, fruit texture, okay. it's a no for me. Okay, I could do apple a little bit more than peach cobbler. That's too like slimy. <laughs> <laughs> that was an outtake, guys. Um, but this is so good. Okay. So so I love a croissant. Mm-hmm. So they take the croissant and they stuff the middle of it with apple pie filling, mm-hmm. but it's just a little bit. Oh, okay. It's like a teaspoon. It's not like overflowing. Overflowing. Have you and had their chocolate croissant? Is it like the same amount of chocolate? It's less. Oh, okay. And then what they do is they stuff the whole croissant with the apple pie filling into like a muffin tin. So it's a croissant, but it's shaped like a muffin, not oh. like a croissant. So the apple pie filling like is just in the center, like a cremuffin. <laughs> You know how they do the pumpkin pie and it's like cream cheese is just in the center? Yeah. The pumpkin cream cheese muffin, I think it's called, not pumpkin pie. Oh, yes, pie. the pumpkin cream it's cheese It's something muffin. like that. that. It's shaped mm-hmm. like a muffin. It has just a dollop in the middle, and it is buttery and flaky and mm. just a little sweet because y'all know I, I like just it. a little sweet. I don't go there that often, though. Oh, it's so good. I've only had two this <laughs> season because... Only two. When did the season start? I'm joking. It started Labor like... Day. I know. I was only say. two started. is good. <laughs> And then I bought one for my mom because I wanted her to know how good it was. And I bought one for Ben because I wanted him to know how good it was. And both times that I bought them for other people, Mm -hmm. I did not buy myself one. Oh, that was good. Because I could see myself eating it like like all the time. It's so delicious. Hmm. All right. So go check out that April cremuffin. I like (laughs) April danishes and like. Oh, you'd love it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we spent a lot of time (laughs) on Love It or Leave It. So now let's. At the table. Today's passage is this. It comes out of Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. 
Today's episode is entitled, There's Hope. I recently penned an essay of the same title on my Substack platform and want to share a snippet of that writing with you today, as the takeaways from the essay will be the same ones that will guide our conversation. To read the entire thing, comment, and engage, you can visit lovemadden.substack.com. But here we go. I'm sorry. The words slice through the silence. There's no heartbeat. I lay there not moving, my breath trapped in my ribcage, my heart trying to escape, my gaze obstructed by the tears collecting along my eyelashes, threatening to spill over. I hold the tears back, exhale, and manage a gentle nod. My husband and I have lived some iteration of this experience eight separate times over the course of our marriage. Each time, the hope drains out of me like air rushing out of a punctured balloon, leaving me deflated and depleted. But each time, in due time, hope and faith begin to fill me up again. Hope appears in my life like a rainbow after a storm, sometimes faint and barely there, other times glorious and visible in all its splendor, and each time I find myself in awe that the sunshine would meet me during my storm to produce such a gift. The Bible says this in Genesis 9 and 16, whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember God's promise. While the details of my story are unique to my circumstances, each person listening to this has hoped for or is currently hoping for something in their own lives. Maybe it's hope for healing, relief, answers, freedom, forgiveness, or love. Regardless of what we may be praying for in a particular season, I have learned that there are some very practical actions that we can take to guide us as we seek hope for our future, and it begins with our thoughts. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 2, There's Hope. If you've read my essay, There's Hope in our newsletter, the self-love newsletter, you can sign up at Substack if you if you haven't, then you know that there are three agreements or strategies for hope that I outlined there. But we're going to dive a little bit deeper into what those three are. So let's dig, dig in. in. Yummy. All right. All right. Well, first, let me say mm -hmm. that was an excellent essay. Thank you. Or snippet of Thank an essay. You. I really loved how you put all the words together. So... I can't wait for your book. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. I'm so affirming. <laughs> and it was kind of like telling because I was like, I didn't, I didn't read this. Right. I was about to say. <laughs> you, no, no, no. You I don't read, read my newsletter? Yeah. Oh, I did read wow. the peace one. I did read peace um, that came through my inbox the other day. Anyway. Also, I want to say thank you for everyone who gave me feedback on the Hope one. I got more feedback on that than any other essay. When did the Hope one come out? Recently? Last month. Okay, yeah. Uh, end of summer, something like that? It was like a that. lot. It was busy. It was a lot going on. charged my uh, head and not my heart. But I, I'm glad we're doing an episode about it because it resonated with people. A lot of people. Yeah, like, yes, people had nice things to say about the writing, but, mm -hmm. like, the content itself, like, people were like, I needed this. Mm. I've It's been dark. I've been feeling hopeless. I've given up. Like, uh, just so many things that let me know that the timing was right. So maybe if you haven't read it and you're hearing it now, I think that may also be intentional that this timing yes. might be right for you right now. And no, that's very true because in September, I don't, if it was the beginning, mm -hmm. then I was not in a space where I was like feeling hopeful. Mm. I was in a dark space. Mm. Um, so maybe it just wasn't time for me to read it. And that, in the, that, that part of my um, season, okay. but I'm here. Here we are. And I'm listening. Anyway, so the first <laughs> agreement mm -hmm. that we're going to talk about today is there's hope in our thoughts. Yes. The Bible says, set your mind on things that are above. Galatians 3, 2. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a portion of the essay as we move forward, and then we're going to discuss it. So here's what mm -hmm. I had to say about there being hope in our thoughts. 
There was a distinct turning point along my motherhood journey that I conscientiously shifted my mindset. I remember crying in the shower one morning and changing my prayer almost midstream from pleading to surrender, from why me to how can you use me. But keeping my thoughts in alignment with God's was not easy. Every time I found myself going down the familiar path of how something hard was happening to me, I had to consciously recalibrate my thoughts to the idea that something good could be happening through me. Taking on a higher perspective did not come naturally. I didn't know what God wanted from me. I went to his word for answers and found stories of other women in the Bible who had walked a similar path. I poured over Hannah's story in the book of Samuel over and over and over again. And similar to her, I made a promise to God that I would serve and glorify him through my own story. All right. <clears throat> Before we started this episode, Maddie was like, do you um, think we need to get tissue? Not for her, for me. Then I was Maybe for me too. I, I like, don't know. Oh, I thought you geez. had read this. No, I did read it yesterday. Okay. okay. Anyway, the first question as mm-hmm. it relates to there's hope in our thoughts mm-hmm. is, how have you made a practice of thinking through every, de- every decision or circumstance mm-hmm. from God's vantage point instead of your own? And what does that look like for you? Okay, so that's has been challenging for me, as I'm sure it would be mm-hmm. for any human being, because we're naturally self-centered. Like, even those yes. of us who, like, claim to be like, we're such givers, I think about everybody else but for myself, da-da-da-da-da, which is probably true, you're still thinking about yourself. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, we're wired to protect ourselves and, and you know, yeah. pres- preserve, preserve ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so it was hard to take myself out of the mindset of, woe is me. Why is this happening to me? I've done all the right things. I've done the formula. Why would this happen to me? I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. You know, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then I, I had to, once I kind of, and I've talked about sort of being angry with God mm-hmm. and then making up with God. I was going through this whole break up and get mm-hmm. back together. And he wasn't even, it was just me. Right. <laughs> I'm just right, on my right, side. Right. Um, before I thought about like, well, what, what is God thinking about all this? Cause it's like, is he allowing this? Is he doing this? Is it, is this the devil? Like then I started getting like hyper spiritual. Mm. Am I under attack? And then I realized that <laughs> it's like everyone that God uses, he, he uses their suffering. Mm. I don't, I can't think of anybody who is a, who has a, sh- a testimony or a short, a story to share Without that's just all sunshine. Yeah. Like that's not even life. And then yeah. I started thinking about like, why not you? Like what makes you so special that you think you just going to ease and breeze through and coast life. through life yeah. without any hardship. And girl, you have been so blessed in life in, in general. general. Like mm-hmm. you have been so blessed. There are people who face so much hardship yeah. for so for such long seasons and who don't have a pathway out. So mm. I started my sh- shifting my my thinking first, my own thinking about myself before I even got to God, like taking myself out of victim mode. Mm. Like That's that was key. the first thing. Yeah. Like cried out whatever and then it's like, girl, what is the benefit of you just staying here staying in victim here. mode? Yeah. That's a that's a word. Right? It's and like, I, that's the that's the first step because yeah. we can tend to just love to 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 stay there. Like mm-hmm. woe is me, like mm-hmm. you said. Like yeah, you have to step out of that. Nothing good comes from that. Yeah. So that was the first thing, and then the second thing is I started thinking, okay, because there's you know um, scripture that says like put your thoughts on things above, like mm-hmm. this does, or it says you know, think not of earthly things, but of godly things and align your thoughts with heaven. So I started thinking about like, what does heaven want? What does God want? And God Mm. wants the glory. 
So then, then I started thinking, this is when I was in that, that moment in the shower, like, how will you glorify God through this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my, my typical, like, natural thought would be, all right, well, once it's all said and done, I'll go present my baby, you know, mm-hmm. like the Lion the King. The I go to the front of the church. Yeah. I'll hold her up over the top of the cliff and mm-hmm. show everybody what God has done. Mm-hmm. And in that very moment, I lied to you not, God was like, no, now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what I'm going to say? <laughs> You gonna say what you going through? What, what am I gonna like? How am I gonna glorify you? And I'm down in the in the in the pits of the valley. Mm. You still here? Still here. So I talked to Ben about it, and I first publicly shared our story in 2017. And Ellie wasn't born until 2019. Mm. But I I I I felt the need to proactively share what I, I don't know. Proactive is the word, but like yeah. before it even before happened, it happened, share what we were going through. And that was probably one of the most, I mean, publicly, like publicly, not yeah. with friends, but like on the internet, mm-hmm. one of the most like courageous things I've ever done. Cause it just shows, yeah. it shows that you're not perfect. And it shows an act of surrender. Mm-hmm. Like you at, you went, you said you went from pleading mm-hmm. to God to surrendering mm-hmm. to God. Mm-hmm. And I think, like you said in a previous episode, you know, there are times where you want to get through the struggle before you share. Yeah. And the, the, the true glory is not in that. It's in the journey. Yeah. And so you publicly sharing in 2017 was, I think, God's opportunity to deliver the promise. Yeah. Not that he wouldn't have if you didn't publicly share, right. but it. I think it just opened up. Set the stage. It set the stage for what was to come. Yeah. Um, and so many times we just think we have to hold it in until we're on the other side of the, the storm where we have the rainbow. And um, I think there's just so much power in vulnerability vulnerability and like in a healthy way like we don't we we always say this you know you want to protect your story Mm -hmm. to a certain level you Mm -hmm. just don't want to be you know sharing it with everybody but there are you know safe spaces and ways to do it without just putting everything you know out there yeah I agree and now it applies to me in a different way so you guys know that I've made this leap Mm-hmm. left my job mm-hmm. and guys I'm literally like I mean I'm making some money and I can like sustain the business but like yeah I don't really I'm I'm in the I'm where I was before like I am I am believing God that he called me to this and that something He'll great see, will yeah. come out yeah. of it but the space I'm in right now is like why did I do this that's like right now real time that's the hard part like I have a friend who I am telling them the same thing like if if it was easy everybody would be doing it and this is where God wants you to be he wants you to press through so Mm. many people get into the space you're in now and they just turn back and so Mm -hmm. we heard a message at Women Evolve I think it was from Dr. uh no I don't remember who it was from let me just okay say that Mm. um where she was talking about like going back to the desert. Was, oh, that, was Dr. that Dr. Phil or was it Nona? I think it was, it was Nona. Nona Jones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was just talking about how, you know, you get into this space and you start to question everything that is happening to you. And you're like, you know what? Let me just go back to the safe space. Baby. And I think about it all the time. Yeah. And then I'm like, but you don't want to be in that space. You don't want to be in the space. But if the space is, and that's what. That's what I got from that part of the message. It's like we have to live in a space of being uncomfortable, uncomfortable. but it's so easy for us to just be comfortable. Yeah. And I am 
there. Like I am comfortable, but nothing. I mean, I'm not gonna say nothing good comes out of comfortability. But if you want to stretch and grow and develop into the the woman or man that God wants you to be, there are going to be some very uncomfortable moments mm-hmm. at different stages and seasons of your life that you have to press through mm-hmm. in order for you to get God's promise for your life. If you go back, then you definitely ain't gonna get. You're it. not gonna get it. Yeah. So right now, my agreement, there's hope in our thoughts, is to shift my thinking. Mm. Just to shift my thinking about your business will be a success. Your business is a ministry. You're blessing people. You will be blessed by it. You will grow. You will scale. Like, literally, those are the thoughts that I am forcing myself to think. Because what I do be thinking is, like, I'm looking at these numbers. Hopefully this works out. But it's like, I'm throwing out hopefully but I don't know that I'm really hoping it. I'm just saying You're it. Just saying and now it. I'm like, no, no, no. You need to think it. Yeah. And sometimes you have to you have to start somewhere. So you saying it, even though you might not 100% believe it right now, but I feel like if a you say it mindset. every day, there'll be You'll a work shift. toward it. You'll work toward it. Because then, yeah. and we'll, we'll talk about this in the episode, it, it the thoughts flow into our words, our words flow into our actions. So if mm-hmm. my thoughts is, why did I do this? Yeah. And my words are, oh, babe, I don't know. I think I might apply for some jobs mm-hmm. then my actions are let me go refresh my LinkedIn and my indeed mm-hmm. instead of let me go market my, my business, business or let me go do what I'm doing I'm spending my time my thoughts my Going actions backwards. around around failure yeah Ooh. instead of around success so mm. you have to move towards work towards act towards what you want not towards what you fear so I'm 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 trying to align my thoughts my words and my actions not with with my fear mm-hmm. but with my hope yeah that's good yeah. All right. Agreement number two. Okay. There is hope in our words. The Bible says the tongue has the power of life and death. Proverbs 18, 21. Okay. So back to the essay. Our words matter a lot. Philosophers, theologists, psychologists all describe the same phenomenon of the power that our words have over our outcomes. A good friend of mine, maybe unknowingly, shifted how I spoke about myself and my situation in the midst of it. On the last Mother's Day, before I became pregnant with our daughter, this good girlfriend took me out to brunch, gifted me a beautiful self-care basket, and impressed these words upon my heart. You are already his or her mother. Before hearing her say that out loud, I'd only spoken of myself as a mother in honor of the pregnancies that we lost and the babies that only I knew. A mother who had miscarried again and again, grieving and broken. I had focused on the loss. I'd been too scared to consider myself the mother of a child who was yet to come. Yet when she said to me that I was already their mother, Mm -hmm. she affirmed what she believed was still coming. She had focused on the hope. Mm -hmm. From then on and to this day, I refer to myself as the mother of a miracle in the affirmative. Mm. That was Andrea. Shout out to Andrea. Shout out That's to Andrea. Girl. I was thinking, I was like, who is this person? And then you described the story. And then I was like, oh. That's her. So, she has such a loving heart. Oh, my anyway. gosh. She is. We Her line name is Pacemaker because yes. she's the heart of our line. She's she the is. Best. She, she's got to love Andrea. Anyway, how have you changed your language mm-hmm. to point to hopefulness? Mm-hmm. And do you now align your desires with God's will through your words? Yes. So this is something, like I said, Mm -hmm. currently in my business, what I'm speaking over my business, what I'm speaking over, um, like in my day to day sort of grind of doing the work Mm -hmm. I'm speaking about 
the business as though it already is a multi-million dollar business. I'm speaking about the business as though we're already on retail shelves mm -hmm. and, you know, doing all the things that I desire to do. Um, like I said, it's a little bit of faith until you make it, but it shifts the trajectory. Yeah. You're, everything kind of aligns with our thoughts kind of shape our words, our words kind of shape our actions. And so I'm trying to get myself in alignment with first what I desire desire and then secondly I'm also trying to make sure that that's in alignment with what God has, God for, has me. for you but God now you know we talked long and hard before I left this job so <laughs> and I mean okay how long has it <laughs> I been feel like we're a in year, alignment two years a year one year one year and I'm just realizing this, whether it's financially, physically, mentally, emotionally, God is a sustainer. Yes. Right. So we have to um, believe in that and just no matter what the circumstance looks like, just hold on to that. God is a sustainer. Yeah. I, 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 that's so good. And I think that you saying that just made me think about that's why testimony is so important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Tanil, you shared before that you missed testimony time at church. Yeah. Because it's a testimony of one of our friends, Rashida, who mm. I remember when she left mm -hmm. her, job her job and was like, I don't know. And they had hit some, I mean, they had hit some rough mm -hmm. patches and she had shared those things with us mm -hmm. in real time. And now, I mean, just to see her success yeah. and her growth and all the amazing things that God is doing in her, in her life, life right yeah. now. If she hadn't shared those things with her words, so because sometimes our words are not just to encourage ourselves, but our words, oh, I can feel this, this mm -hmm. is good. Our, our words that we're speaking also plant seeds of hope, hope in other for people. other people. Right, and those things don't spring up until it's time. Until it's time, right? Yep. So you heard that probably four, four five, five years six ago. years ago, yep. and now they're pertinent to you in this season. Absolutely. So had Rashida not shared those words Absolutely. and kept it to herself. Out of fear of judgment right. or vulnerability or whatever, then all we would see mm. is what we're seeing online. Mm -hmm. But having somebody who is willing to share those mm -hmm. things, it, it makes all the difference. Yeah, that that's so good. And I think um, one thing that I <laughs> I'm gonna bring a little bit of brevity to this uh, conversation. But levity, levity. Oh, you get brevity. Whatever, <laughs> levity. Either or. Whatever. Anyway, brevity and levity. Stop. Anyway, um, <laughs> we got a couple of comments. <laughs> about me sharing about my friend last week. Oh yes. or whatever I shared, <laughs> and um. <laughs> that's one thing that I really appreciate about him because he's in a similar season as you mm -hmm. and he is really uh, intent about speaking those things as though they are. Mm. So he is a, a, a dreamer to the like 10th degree. So Love he that. talks about, you know, the, the trips he's going to take and, and how he's going to impact lives and Love just that. all of the things. And sometimes I have to check my own self mm -hmm. because I'm like, we're having don't these conversations <laughs> about like, doing all these things and maybe we'll do them. Maybe we won't, but in the, like to him, Oh, it's, as it's good happening. As done. Yeah. yeah. I love and that. so you have to, I, you do have to get into that mindset, um, to just like, keep, keep yourself motivated yes. and hopeful yes. that whatever it is you have planted in your heart and God has planted in your heart for you to do it will come to pass, but it, you know, again, we have to go back to that timing thing because right. we start getting anxious 
Oh my gosh. One year, it may be one year, it may be 10 years, but God right. is faithful. Right. Amen. A yeah. And and just like there's power in our words to encourage, just like Rashida's testimony yeah. has been so encouraging, and I know mine has been for others, we can also be discouraging with our mm -hmm. words. So we've yeah, talked so be on, careful. We, yeah, yeah, we've talked on um, this show before about the wow before how. Mm -hmm. So when somebody brings you a dream and you're a very like practical, pragmatic person, and you want to jump to, well, how are you going to do, do that? that? How are you going to pay for that? Where Who's going to watch your kids while you do? It's like, damn, can you first be yes. like, wow, that's dope. Yes. I love that idea. Yes. And then we can go to the how. And sometimes it, I think it's better to just, just wow. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm learning that. Like, it, Well, it depends on the nature of the relationship. Because if it's well, your sure. husband, because my husband be having ideas, okay? He, <laughs> but I think there's a time and place. Like, maybe wow. And then maybe a pause. And then when we bring it up again, again it's like, how? so what? Yeah, exactly. How, right, exactly. how are you going to do this? Because, so Ben has seen a gap in the, in the Lewis has seen a gap in the market. If he thinks he, when he needs to open up, well, maybe he don't want nobody to steal his idea. But <laughs> Zach, now I want to know. Tell <laughs> I'll later. tell you offline. He wants to open a business <laughs> okay. here in D.C. Mm -hmm. That he don't have no... <laughs> Like background or other than being yeah, a consumer, I guess. And okay. I, and yeah. I think the idea is it's it's fine. Mm -hmm. But we have so many things sort of bubbling, bubbling on the pot on the on the stove right now. Uh -huh. I said, well, let's put that one on the back burner. How you gonna tell him what to put on the back? Well, y'all, we are can't. A everybody, unit. yeah, everybody, everybody can't, can't jump at the same time, nigga. Somebody needs to be holding down the fort. Excuse my God, language. God, God <laughs> is is making Lewis the sustainer, and we both. Well, God will sustain regardless. God will sustain, but we have to. However, right? I said, well, if we doing that. I'm going back to work. Somebody, somebody got, got to be on the ground while somebody's in the clouds. <laughs> That's true. And I'm just going to speak oh from like a, a single woman's perspective. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can be hard to be in the clouds right. because you feel like you don't who's have any, who's going to hold you down on the ground. Right. And that can stop you yeah. from even being in the clouds. That's real. And so I feel like I am. You can be your own dream killer. I can be my own dream killer mm -hmm. because, and some of it is my own doing, right? Mm -hmm. Like I've created a lifestyle that I need to sustain. And it's like. <laughs> My sister said when you said that you were going to do the least. She said she was audibly like, yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> God. Y'all, I am trying. Okay. So, side note. <laughs> I love Neo. I think I may have said that on this show. And Neo is coming uh, in concert with Robin Thicke. And I don't even remember who the other person is. And I sent a group message to the chat like. He's coming to our alma mater. Oh, that even made it like <laughs> more than I needed to go because you know it's whatever. Anyway, mm -hmm. I decided that we're gonna do the least on that one. Wow, good. However, <laughs> oh, I love Neo. Anyway, yeah, doing the least on Mariah was it easy now, y'all? <laughs> Mariah, she comes into the group chat like, do y'all want to go see Mariah no, no, at no. Christmas no, or I whatever? Said, she said. I said. What do y'all feel oh, about Mariah? I'm but not, that was and I said, and I'm not. I said, you did say you're. I'm not sure, sure how I feel after true. her New Year's debacle. That's true. That's so true. I came did. in lukewarm, but you didn't even have to mention it. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> immediately no. <laughs> I mean, we can hear all I want or whatever for Christmas is is, is on radio. Yeah, yeah. No. Thank you, Mariah. Mariah, thank you no for your service. 
But no. Somebody in my other group chat was like, Mariah was sick of watching Renaissance all year long and was like, that's enough. I'm going to show them who the real. Mariah said she got off the couch. (laughs) Now, let me tell you something that I did not do the least on. And sometimes it's because of, you know. People not encouraging you. Not this $30, $25 excursion. No, why are we going to see the Renaissance movie? Of a concert we of a already concert spent that we already, for. Yeah, spent whatever getting there. and <laughs> Hotel. I uh, spent $2,000. Now it's $2,025 because we just no, bought these why, And then I'm trying to figure out why is the movie more than a regular movie? Okay, like, okay case in point. So I say, let's go to see this movie. She's like, I'm down. Then I say there's a this time show and then there's another time show. The earlier show has better tickets. Can you make it into the city earlier? And she says, yes. And I said, however, the later show is Dolby. And she's like, well, if we're going to do it, we got to do Dolby. Now, come on. This and is I was a like, music <laughs> concert. I was like, but the Dolby's more expensive nah. and the seats aren't as good. And she's like, I'm just saying, if we're going to go. I said she could pick. but After she berated me for why am I making her spend more money, she made the more money more money. Was yeah. you going to be in there and know the difference in the audio, you feel like? I think you would. It was like 2D and Dolby. It wasn't even 4K. Was, I don't even know like, what 2D is. It was 2D is. digital. She it. don't know. <laughs> I you did said it was Google lower. It was, it was $6 more. I know that. Well, we're going to be That's in that coming out the popcorn budget. Sound. Surround sound. Okay. Immerse. <laughs> anyway. But um, no, I, I do think... It, uh, we're all the way off track. We are all the way off track. But I do think it's important to be just very intentional about your words. Mm-hmm. Even, and I think this goes back to thoughts, being intentional about your thoughts, which I think you can talk to yourself in in your um, in your mind. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that that's giving words. Words, it is. So I feel like a lot of the things that I may never verbally speak are more detrimental Mm. than the things that I audibly say to myself. Because, yeah, sometimes I could be like, Tanil, if you said this out loud, Mm. that would be crazy Mm -hmm. to even hear. Mm -hmm. But the things are still still being said in my head. So my pastor, Pastor Keith Battle, Keith Keith Andre Battle, (laughs) is doing a series right now called What's Going On In My Head. And I'm telling you, it'd it be the alignment for me. Pastor Battle, if you're listening, it, he was like, um, don't be trying to take my sermons and make them your weekly words. <laughs> True. If you're listening, you can look at the published date. I wrote this. <laughs> I just put out back in August or September. That's funny. But he literally talked about how our, our, our words are conversations that we have with ourselves in our, in our head. Yes. He talked about negative self-talk and how <sighs> our thoughts and our words you know, influence our actions. It's a really good series. Um, so if you guys are interested you can go to zionchurch.org and check it out yeah and i'm trying to be more mindful of this because yeah although i personally don't think i am a like negative mindset person i've had some people call it out like really? in complaining like it could be the littlest things that you don't even think mm. are you like not thinking positively negative. like mm. you audit your brain automatically goes to something that's negative um, so yeah, it's just, and a, we hear a, people a talk a lot switch. about like scarcity mindset and yeah, abundance, abundance mindset. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is things that we need to be mi- mindful of. So in the yeah. sermon series, he said that <clears throat> according to whatever research study, we have 70,000 thoughts a day, mm-hmm. uh, approximately. Mm-hmm. Most of those are recurring thoughts. Yeah. I think he said 80% of the thoughts wow. are like 
things just that things that over repeating. and over again. Mm-hmm. But he said of those recurring thoughts, no, 95% of the thoughts are recurring. Of the recurring thoughts, 80% of them are, are negative. negative. Yeah. You have to tr- said, literally what? train your brain. And so to have um, that called out to me is just like a little bit of retraining that mm-hmm. I have to do because – to be honest, when the person calls it out, I'd be like, what? what? And then... Mm. A defense mechanism. Oh, I'd be so defensive. Anyway, that's a, a whole nother um, show. All right, agreement number three. Yes. <clears throat> there is hope in our actions. The Bible says, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. James 2.7. Okay, so once I submitted my thoughts to God and aligned my words with those thoughts... I was equipped to work for what I had hoped for. For me, that meant seeking help from a reproductive specialist. After our second loss, my obstetrician did a lab workup and was able to determine what was contributing to our losses. I carry what's called a chromosomal translocation. While it was possible for us to conceive a pregnancy naturally that was not affected by the translocation, we now knew that we had a significantly increased risk of pregnancy loss, Mm -hmm. stillbirth, or a child with severe chromosomal abnormalities. But we had options. In vitro fertilization would allow us to have our embryos tested for chromosomal abnormality before implantation, thereby decreasing those risks to almost none. My OB suggested that I see a reproductive specialist at a fertility clinic to learn more. I declined. What I said was, God doesn't need my help. I knew I was able to get pregnant easily, and with his help, I believe that one of those pregnancies would be fruitful. But what I said wasn't the whole truth about what I felt. Mm -hmm. I also didn't want the help. I rationalized that what I was experiencing was not infertility because we were getting pregnant and Mm -hmm. we could have a healthy pregnancy without fertility treatment. Mm -hmm. That was not about my faith in God. That was about my ego. Mm -hmm. A very close friend to Neil, asked me during that time, if I had had a diagnosis like cancer, would I undergo the treatment that was required? I said, of course. She asked if I felt that the treatment would take away from God's glory when I was healed. I said, of course not. Dog, my own words <laughs> Be are, biting you in the butt. are speaking to me. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I called the specialist. The following spring, I found myself back in that same hospital once again. I lay there not moving, my breath trapped in my ribcage, my heart trying to escape, my gaze obstructed by the tears collecting along my eyelashes, once again threatening to spill over. But this time, I let the tears fall. I was staring into the face of my rainbow. Hope realized. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Y'all, that's why the the words are important. The words... (laughs) are important Mm -hmm. because I do remember so when I um was first experiencing the my diagnosis of um diminished ovarian reserve Mm -hmm. I was going through the process of freezing my eggs and I was having conversations with Maddie about all of the things that I was like dealing with Mm -hmm. and I do like specifically remember and I think this is before you were like trying to Mm -hmm. get pregnant like year not year mm-hmm. maybe like a couple years before and you did like verbally say like mm-hmm. you don't think you would um go through like IVF or mm-hmm. anything like that because what God had for you mm-hmm. was yours yada 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 mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's where I ended up saying those things about mm-hmm. like the cancer like once you actually mm-hmm. had to go through it but mm-hmm. sometimes we can get so caught up in the pathway the, the pathway mm-hmm. the how the you know 
how it's supposed to be, like all of those things Mm -hmm. that we just close ourselves off to options that may be better for us to get to the promise. Because I do think probably, I mean, and here I go, Mm -hmm. I do think like I'm a scientist, but (laughs) you could have probably went through, you know, many more pregnancies Mm -hmm. and one of those may have taken, right? Like we don't know, but you going through IVF, kind of shielded right yeah and and so it's like why not if the help is available Available. to you Mm -hmm. why not take it yeah and it does go back to ego and I think I talked about this a couple episodes for me I am getting stuck on the dream of having my own child allowing that to prevent me from becoming a mother at all Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. because it doesn't look like what I thought it was going to look like like two times over, right? Mm-hmm. Because in my mind, I'm going to get married, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a child, mm-hmm. and then, you know, all is going to be well, okay? That dream killed, right? Because I wasn't married, but I knew I had these reproductive challenges. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, okay, I got comfortable with, I'm going to do this on my own and go through finding a donor and all of that. And then that dream was killed, mm. right? So it's like, how... How do you continuously retrain your thoughts, your words, and then those subsequent actions mm-hmm. when the plan, when plan A doesn't work, mm-hmm. when plan B doesn't work, mm-hmm. maybe plan C and D won't work either. Um, I think you have to, like you said in your essay, you have to allow hope to fill you back up right. in order to Take, take the, the next, next step. step. Yep. You have to be filled back up. So next week we're doing an episode on peace. And so during that episode, I'm yeah. going to talk more about boundaries. Mm. But one thing that I think made it challenging for me to even come term to terms with my situation was the input of other people, even people who didn't know about our situation. So people were constantly projecting infertility onto me like Mm. you can't get pregnant like here's what you do you just relax or drink this tea or flip upside down and don't think about it and do this and count take temperature and do and I I I got tired of reiterating to people that it wasn't that I could not conceive it was that I was not carrying Carrying. the pregnancy Mm -hmm. to term so people were constantly giving me insight on how to conceive, how to conceive, how to conceive, you know, d- different people's stories and things that I didn't ask for. So then I became very defensive mm-hmm. around wanting to defend the little piece that I had, which is we can conceive. Mm-hmm. We conceive very easily. It hasn't been a problem. Like we've conceived right away. Even to date, I've, I've, we've conceived that I know of nine times, right? Mm-hmm. So we've conceived many times, but it made me so hyper defensive to mm-hmm. want to defend the, the part that was going right that I didn't even want to walk into a fertility clinic because, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not like the other people here. I'm not giving I'm in. Not, I, yeah. can, I can get pregnant, mm-hmm. right? So I was trying to set myself apart or make mm-hmm. myself better and mm-hmm. better than because of my ego, because mm-hmm. of my obsession with perfectionism mm-hmm. or perception that I, I didn't even want to accept it for myself and while it's true, and I know that it, it's true to this day, that yes, we were able to conceive. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't able to get to the goal, I still needed some help. You needed some help. And I didn't want to come to terms with that because I felt like I had to push back against mm. everyone who wasn't hearing me. And I felt like I was not heard and I was not mm. understood and I didn't want advice. I just wanted to be heard and comforted. Yeah. I didn't want 
tactics or strategies. And we've said this a million <laughs> times on this podcast, but I think it's just important that we reiterate it, um, especially as we're going into the holiday season. I mean, people say crazy things 365 days a year, but it's like magnified during the holidays. Just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Just don't don't say anything, okay? <laughs> like I've had people come up to me and be like, when are you going to give your um, mom a grandchild? And not even knowing, Anything. like, this is recently. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I don't even have time to kind of go into it. <laughs> it. It's not even worth my conversation. But you don't know what people are going through, dealing with, even though they may look a certain way on mm -hmm. the outside. You don't know people's internal struggles or, or things that are happening behind the scenes. So just don't say anything. And don't say anything at all. Because then the words, like someone saying, when are you going to give your mother a grandchild, adds even another layer of like, Pressure. Yes. Parents are aging, doing it for my mom, trying to get. Child. It's like, oh my goodness. Just guys. Just be And quiet. it's not just about the womb thing, it's about everything. It, Don't ask people when they're going to get married. If they was going to get married, they'd be married. <laughs> like you asking is not going to make some uh, eligible bachelor pop up that they're aligned with and work with. Just, just leave people alone. When they send you the invitations, <laughs> that's when you can, you know, start asking questions. But until then, just let people live because you don't, you really don't know what they're dealing with. You don't with. know what they're dealing with. And they're still figuring it out. It'd be all these pressure on young people. What, what do you want to be when you grow up? What you going to major in? Where, where you go? It's like, they don't know. Just give them a chance to tell you what they want to tell mm -hmm. you, but you guys don't have to project. And, and when I say you guys, this is me too, right? Like yeah, I'm learning as we well, all, mm -hmm. but there are so many ways that I think we can be really intrusive yeah and I think we just need to just do a better job and I think it's part of the like the culture, the culture now we feel like we we see glimpses of everybody's lives like on social media and oh stuff gosh. so you just feel like you know super people. comfortable like asking people all these things and no and no mm -mm. yeah yeah I agree all right anything else that you want to um say around the three agreements there's hope in our thoughts there's hope in our words there's hope in our actions I would just say that it was a very on-time refresher for me when I wrote it initially. I wrote this long, long time ago. Um, it was about motherhood journey and next steps and, you know, all of the things that we're thinking about currently with, like, family planning and all of that. But the time that I actually, like, edit it and publish it and put it out there, it has really hit for me around um, business mm -hmm. and purpose. Mm -hmm. And so what I would say is even though this is about a very specific story – I hope that everyone can take this and apply it to their situation. There are people who are, you know, dealing with a, maybe a very heavy diagnosis and don't mm -hmm. feel hopeful about their health or their life, mm -hmm. financial issues. Maybe you don't feel hopeful about finding love, hopeful about friendship, hopeful about their dreams. Mm -hmm. So however this applies to you, the framework of um, mind, words, and actions mm -hmm. still works. Mm -hmm. um, so think the good thoughts you know, align with God, um, speak those things that are not as though they were, mm -hmm. and then take action. Take you know, action. Go to treatment, do the work, <laughs> do what needs to be done to, to get where you, you are hopeful to get. And I would just say, don't feel any shame or guilt if you have if, uh, a feeling of hopelessness mm -hmm. in more than one of these areas, mm -hmm. right? Because when Maddie was just saying those things, it was like, hope for love or hope mm -hmm. for, you know, mm -hmm. your purpose. It could be and. Like, it could be and. Mm. And that's what I was thinking in my head. Like nine times out of 10, mm. it's the and. It's and. Right? Mm. So don't that's feel good. like 
judged by that or shamed. Like we all have been in places where, you know, things may not be aligning in all areas of our lives where we we are in a dark place and we are we've lost hope. And I, I am there. I have been there. I am just coming out of that. Right. So um, I just wanted to encourage you all with that. Like the end is real. Yeah. This was good. The end is real. Yes. The end is real. And, and, get hope up is and, real. and hope is real and get out of that victim mentality. That's it. I just finished um, <clears throat> uh, Pastor Sarah Jake's book. Oh, I was going to ask you if you finished I just finished. It. Yeah. Okay. All hope is found. And she has some really practical um, actions that you can take if you want to take a deeper, an even deeper step into um, regaining hopefulness and also being real about your season of hopelessness. Yeah. And I think that's people don't want to talk about mm-hmm. the, the darkness. Mm-hmm. Right. And even me, I would come on this podcast and there were times where I did start to share. But mm-hmm. long before I started sharing, mm-hmm. I was experiencing it. Yeah. And I think um it's not something that you always, especially if you, what's the word I want to use? If, if you think people have a certain persona mm-hmm, of you where mm-hmm. you're supposed to be a certain way, mm-hmm. you don't want to come and like just be like, I'm in this period of darkness and hopefulness or hopelessness. hopelessness yeah. And that goes back to the whole ego thing. Yep. Like, let the egos go. Let it go. Yeah. All right. Okay, so we have a closing prayer and a practice. For you, as always. So our prayer says this, God, thank you. forgot to ask Marcus for the organs. Organs, please. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Deacon. (laughs) No problem. Our prayer says this, God, thank you for your many lessons in hope. Thank you for your encouraging word in Romans 15 that says that we will abound in hope. Abound means to overflow. Mm. We will overflow with hope when we put our hope in you. Thank you, Lord, that we are not merely wishing for something, but that through faith we are hopeful for it. Thank you for giving us a backing for our hopes and access to your divine power. Help us to think and speak and work toward what we hope for in partnership with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Here's our practice for the week, guys. I commit to aligning my thoughts with what I am hoping for this week. I will swap out negative thoughts Mm. for hope-filled ones Mm -hmm. and from there adjust my words and actions accordingly. I hope you have a good week. (laughs) Y'all, she was really excited to say that. (laughs) Until next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Self Love Podcast with Matt and Ashete Jones and Sunil Daniels. Like what you've heard? Show us some love and follow or subscribe, then leave a five-star rating and review. For more resources, including show notes and to keep the conversation going, head over to lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social. That's L-O-V-E-M-A-A-D-E-N.